Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Eisenhower. I'm the CEO and founder of ICC, or Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC is one of the largest real estate coaching companies in the world with thousands of clients and a large team of the most accomplished coaches in the industry who coach many of the highest producing real estate agents, teams, and broker owners in North America. You can find more content on my website, the world's leading production training website for real estate agents at therealestatetrainer.com. That's therealestatetrainer.com. Now on this podcast, I'll share tips, success stories, and training for agents and brokers looking to increase their business income while maintaining a balanced life. So whether you are a new licensee, a solo agent, a real estate team leader, or maybe a team member, a broker owner, or a manager, you are guaranteed to learn something new on each and every podcast episode. Hey, Brian. Hey, Curtis. How are you? I'm really good. Excellent. Excited, excited. Well, I'm, I'm ready to get down to brass tacks here, Brian. I, I, um, I, I think the discussion today is about how people get more listings from geographic farms and geo leads and, and going out there and proactively finding listings right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with, with what it looks like, you know, we've got such, you know, we, we, we came out of such a low inventory year last year. Now we're rolling into what I really think is going to be even worse by way of inventory. Um, and I think everyone's predicting that. I mean, there's, you know, we're certainly not building new houses, um, and we're not, I mean, we have labor shortages, we've got COVID issues. It takes forever to build houses. I think a lot of people say we need houses, but now you got to buy land, you got to subdivide it, you got to get lumber, <laughs> you know, things like that. You got to build it. It just takes forever. Um, yeah. So for supply and demand to get back in whack, it's going to take a while. So I think, you know, so the agents that know how to lead generate for listings, are the ones that are going to survive in this market, um, and you know, and so those those guys are actually you know the rich is getting richer if you know how to generate listings, um, you know. And I personally love farming. We coach, um, you know, in a lot of different ways to generate business, and we always first and foremost coach our agents to you know build their sphere of influence first, right? Um, you know. But then we're always trying to teach them to have additional prongs where they're prospecting for new business. Um, and I love farming. I mean, this is a personal thing. We teach FISBOs, expire everything, you know, um, depending on who they are and where they live and, and, and what, they, what their preferences are and their price points. But the reason I love farming is because you get to pick your price point. You know what I mean? Like you literally can target your average prices based on the neighborhood you select. That's what I love. Yeah. So, um, so I, I'm a big, big fan. And you guys at Red X's GeoLeads product is a great way to do it because, you know, now, I mean, heck, I've been in real estate coaching and training agents for more than 30 years now. So I go before the internet. Um, and uh, so we didn't have, I mean, the idea of, what an email address was, was crazy to be able to buy a big chunk of the email addresses in a neighborhood is just astronomically easy to me. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's hilarious. Um, 
you know, or, or mobile phone numbers, you know, to be able to bulk text people and things like that. Uh, it's crazy um, that it's so easy compared to what we used to do, you know? Uh, so it's fun. And it really opens up all the different things we can do with regards to farming um, by getting those two bits of information. Yep. Um, so that's where it starts, right? If we're going to farm, whether it's circle prospecting, we call that spot farming. It's like you're just farming around every one of your listings or around an open house you're having. If you're going to stay there for a while, we call it geographic farming. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that means I want to yeah. be that neighborhood expert and I want to keep getting listings in that neighborhood forever. At least that's how I differentiate the two terms. You know what I mean? Circle prospecting is when, you know, short term farming is I want to stay there long term. Right. And, and just by you bringing that up, people are going to ask, well, which one should I do? And, and, and my answer would be both. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I prefer circle <clears throat> prospecting to find out where you're going to farm. Because people say, well, I want to start a farm and I want to farm this neighborhood. Well, it's really hard to break into a farm without a listing. Um, having that listing makes all the difference. Because now, I mean, otherwise, if you don't have a listing, you're going to maybe give them some market updates, you know, a Christmas card, you know, you know, other, you know, call them and ask them if they're going to buy and sell. Like, only oh, do these things so many times. Right. And it's a bunch of marketing. Right. Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm the best. But if you have a listing, it turns everything upside down. Now you can say, hey, look at me, market your neighbor's listing. Yeah. Here's an open house. Here's a just listing. Right. Here's a block party. Here's yeah. all these different things we can do. You know what I'm saying? So now you're actually evidencing your success. You're showing people that you're working, that you're successful, and here's how, here's how I do it. So it gives you an opportunity to show your work. And most realtors don't get that opportunity because the public does not think realtors do anything. I mean, we know that, right? Like the, they don't think we deserve a commission. That's why they keep saying that the internet's going to replace us and iBuyers are going to replace us. I mean, none of that's true, but everybody says that because they just don't think we do anything, but they don't realize we do quite a bit. And if you can right. be the one agent that shows your work, everybody's going to use you. Right. So we, we have a, we have an agent in, in our local market. We're in, in just South of Salt Lake city, Utah. Um, and, and he's, oh, we have a lot of agents doing this. He's just the one that we've talked to the most about it, but he's, he, he does these target prospecting, uh, similar to just listed, just sold, or calling around a listing, but he's actually he's actually calling on specific properties. So he uses geo leads. He narrows it down. He knows what neighborhoods people want to buy in because he's got buyers. That's right. And we all have because of inventory. So he's specifically calling neighborhoods and even targeting homes within the neighborhood, saying, "I, I have a buyer for your house." And oh, he's yeah. done two. And he's done two. Um, you know, one at 2 million, one at 4 million. So, so pretty decent size listings oh, yeah. by, by prospecting a neighborhood saying I have a buyer and then he pairs them up and he's double siding that transaction anyways, you know, so he's, he's, it's been a pretty good thing for him, but he's doing it with, with calling and saying, I've got buyers for your neighborhood for this specific home. Have you thought about selling it? Well, you know, I, I don't know. What, what do you think it's worth? I guess that's what no. and, and it starts the conversation. So and that's something we we coach our clients to do too. Um, I don't. Awesome. It's kind of hard to predict. I mean, there's a lot of predictive models out there. But what I like to do is just throw the numbers in, in your storm dialer, right? You know what I mean? And and all of a sudden, you're, you know, you're calling through all the numbers in a particular neighborhood or zip code or whatever represents the place you want to start a farm. Right. 
Um, usually it's based on the average price point. So, you know, you're going to go yeah. for those. Now that's what I'd usually say to do. So we, we just make more contacts that way. Um, and that's one layer. And you're going to hear when I say farming, it's like layers of an onion and we're, and we can peel them back right now. Right. And I think I we didn't plan this, but what you just said, Curtis is my favorite content right now. It's the, Hey, we need listings. You know what I mean? Or we've got buyers. Right. And the royal word there is we. Like, I, I want you to get that. We means we, I mean, you may not have a specific buyer for that neighborhood, but I bet you someone in your brokerage does. Right. I bet. And if not, I bet you someone in your MLS does. So we becomes the royal we. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten up in front of a thousand people and say, how many people have a buyer that can't find a house right now? And the entire audience raises their hand because we do we need listings right. There's a group of agents in our industry and i guarantee you some are looking for that neighborhood so that's what we're looking for and here the reason i love this time is because number one everyone believes you because there's nowhere you can turn on the media that doesn't tell you that we can't we have a short housing crisis we have a shortage of shelter so they believe you got buyers right so that's number one. Number two, right now, they actually are thinking about selling. Why? We just came out of the holidays after the biggest sales volume year in the history of the United States of America. We've never sold more houses. We've never had higher sales volume. And we've never had higher price appreciation in one year. Right. We had, a, on average in this country, 22% increase in prices. If you look at the last two years, we're well up over 34%. Right. Right. So that means anyone that bought before 2020 has 34% equity in their home at minimum. If they put 20% down by, I mean, they got, I mean, so basically everybody can sell their house and buy a new house. Right. And keep their mortgage payment the same well, and move up to their dream house. As a, as, a, as a side note to what you're saying, you know, we do a lot with pre-foreclosure data. And, and despite foreclosures not going through the full foreclosure process, in a lot of counties, in a lot of places, they're still filing notice of defaults or list pendants in different yeah. states. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and here's the thing is, is you, don't have to, you don't have to work those and do a short sale anymore. It's not like, oh, Six, sell it. Seven, yeah, eight. Just sell it. Just sell it, and they make money, and everybody wins. Um, which is the majority of people coming out of forbearance, and and that may be late on their mortgage. Um, so, as a as a side note, that's a that's a, a great way to help somebody out of a bad situation, and everybody wins big because oh, there's yeah. so much appreciation. Yeah, you're doing. I mean, you're years. putting on a white cape, doing the right thing for humanity, <laughs> fighting the evil banks that are trying to profit off all these right. things. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's really good to, to so I agree. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to target those right now. And so so based on that phone call, let me, let me tell you what that phone call. So what I would say is the first layer is the phone call. Like we've got buyers, we need listings. Let, let me show you a couple here. I'm going to share my screen with you if you don't mind. Sure. See what kind of lag we get on this. Let me know when you can see it. I got it. 
you can see it. Okay, good. Yeah. Face, I didn't know what kind of lag we have. But you can see here, we have this, uh, this is a we need listings email, right? And, and this is just a letter, you know, that I might send out to everybody in that neighborhood based on the mailing address Geo Leads give me. And then, then I follow that up with a phone call. I also might use the email addresses and send this out too. Because remember, everybody's different here. You get some people. So I'm basically, and, and by the way, when you know anybody that's attending this, um, you can click on, Victoria, I'm not sure how to tell them how to do this, but that you can download this letter template. It's fully editable. So anybody listening to this can have this. Um, I just don't know how to tell them where they can get it. Um, so once we know how to tell you how to get it, you're going to get all this stuff for attending. Um, but you can see here that we're basically letting them know we've got a housing crisis. And you can edit this any way you want to. We need more listings. We've got tons of buyers for your neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's one way to get it done is to say, we need listings. Um, okay, apparently you guys had the link to download these things in the Facebook chat. So if you just click on the link in the Facebook chat, you should be able to download all these scripts. Okay, and you're gonna have quite a few of them in there. Okay, because remember when you farm, it's a game of touches. We're trying to make systematic touches. Okay. And we're trying to switch up the content a little bit. So the first one I said is we need listings. And then we can call and let people we know we, we need listings. We can mail, we can email and diversify our touches. Why? If you send me a mailer, if you call me, I'm not going to answer. That's just me. But if you call my mom, she's answering and you're going to talk to her. If you send me a no, mailer, I'm not going to get it because my wife's going to intercept it and throw it in the trash can. But if you retarget a Facebook ad at me, uh, now you're going to get Brian. So right. you got my mom, my wife, and Brian, and an email might get me one or two times. Right. But I'll probably unsubscribe, but my wife never unsubscribes. That's why we diversify our touches with multiple layers when we farm, so because everybody receives information differently. Yeah. So we, we did a, we did a study um, and we've repeated that study almost every year since, I don't know, 2015 and with, with scary, you know, difference in the results. But one of the, one of the questions is how many different ways do you go after the leads? You know, mediums do you use to go after the lead types? Yep. When you look at agents that make $60,000 or less, they typically on average are, are just about one, just over one different way. So on, yep. uh, the majority of the people are just, they're trying to call them or they're trying to email them or they're trying to text them. But if you look at agents who make $250,000 a year or more, the average is almost three different ways yeah. that they go after all of the same lead types. So they're diversifying, just like you're saying. And keep going. I bet you can do the same with yeah, 700,000. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, you know what I mean? You know? So, and, and that's what's interesting now versus pre-COVID is there's so many that that's changed drastically. We've seen connection rates on phones do some weird things. In 2020, they went up. Everybody was answering their phones. And, and towards, in, you know, by the end of 2021, connection rates were way down. You had to make 30% more dials just to connect with the same amount of people as a year before. Right. And so, and, and so people are changing the way they're communicating. And so I love that you mentioned a couple of them. You, you mentioned retargeting them on, on Facebook, right? Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is some, 
you know, Facebook oh, happens to match contacts based on two pieces of information, the phone number and the email address, which both of which you can get from GeoLeads, right? Yeah, then so, we, t- we just export that database from GeoLeads and import that straight up into Facebook. And now we can run ads at just those people in that neighborhood. Right. So you can right. literally say, hey, I'm the Whispering Pines, you know, <laughs> neighborhood expert and not worry about all the people live in other neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Because right. we're just targeting those people that live in that neighborhood because exactly. we're, we created our own custom audience. Then. Right. That's and so and you know, all of the, the, the force multiplier, of the multiple ways of going after them, you start to you start to realize when somebody goes, oh, Brian, I, I've heard of you. And they right. don't know where they, they saw it on Facebook or they got an email from you or they saw it, but they don't really know where, but it builds all of a sudden this credibility in their mind that, well, I've heard of you as a real estate agent. And in their mind, that positions you as the expert for that neighborhood or that area. Anyway. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. You're the most active. You're the one working the most. You're the one that wants exactly. it. Um, yeah. And especially if we can start tying some like, uh, you know, I mean, if, if you're able to, to weave this into showing some sales activity, like, uh, a coming soon, a just listed, an open house, a pending, and a sold. So I mean, we don't get too crazy with all that. But even if you just went through one listing, especially if it's your first listing in a neighborhood, you do want to market. I mean, you want a postcard for all of those. You want a mail. I mean, you want an email for all of those. You're going to want to retarget Facebook ads for all those. Why? Because after you get through that whole, whole process, it's probably going to take you two, three months. And guess what? They're going to think you just sold 20 houses in their neighborhood. So you're an instant expert in three months. Yeah, but I, I need to I need to stop you there. Go two or three months. I, you know, I get that. I understand that. I've seen. You know, we've helped a hundred thousand agents to do this over eighteen years. But I think I think it's important that people understand that that this is this is a farming technique, and yeah. and just you know this is about planting seeds and reaping sure. what you sow. And it's not immediate. We do, you know, we're, oh, we're going to tell the success yeah. story. We're going to tell the success story sometimes like, hey, we're calling around just so that you sold and nailed a $2 million list. Yeah, you may not get a listing. Right yeah, you may not get a listing in two or three months, but you are going to get that mind shift. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? And I, and I think that that's part of the important thing that people to w- take away from any prospecting is that it's not just listing appointments or listings as the initial metric. It's about how many people are you bringing into your CRM or bringing into your sphere of influence that over time you have a relationship with so that when they yeah. are ready to transact, that you're the person that comes to mind. That's right. Right. Agreed. So, no, no, I'm so with when you. you say, I, I agree. When you say it's, two or three months, a lot of agents are going, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna, and, and instead they, they waste their money on Facebook right. ads that have a 14 month payback. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. So, yeah, no. Well, we, what we want to do there is we want to take advantage. So when you say, you know, how do I start? I start with circle prospecting and I want to develop instant credibility so that I is, but so not only do they remember me, they remember me as the expert in their neighborhood at the same right. time. So I'm trying to do both at once. So I am going to weave in some of that just listed, just sold marketing to establish and evidence that success. So that gets remembered that man, no one seems to work in here harder than that guy does. You know what I'm right. saying? So here's right. a different way to switch up the content and really do the same thing. Um, and I'm going to give you this one as well, too. Here's a listings needed email, right? This Now we're actually saying the same thing, but it's like, here's some specifics. It's like a, it's like a wanted person's ad, right? I need these types of bedroom, these types of houses. 
um, in these different neighborhoods, you know, it could be in, you know, if, if I have a big farm and there's a condo section or, uh, you know, different parts of the neighborhood, you can delete or add or subtract from this any way you want to. But it's like, here, here are, here's the make and model of the specific house, that houses that I'm looking at. And I'd make them kind of vague so they apply to most people, right? Um, and then you send that in same way. And, and, and again, you can download this with everything else. Um, we're going to send that to them via email. We're going to send that to them in a mailer or a letter. We're going to uh, call about it. We can retarget Facebook ads about it. It could be you just on a video and we're just going to keep layering all these different communication channels. Same content mixes it up. Now you yeah. want to mix these up like you might do the first letter I showed you and then mix in a just listed, maybe a just listed video that retarget back you know, with a drone on it, maybe you walking in the front door and then going into the house and then boom, back to this the next week. And then maybe it just sold. Now you're showing them that what you're doing is working. You know what I mean? And then we bounce back. I'll give you another one. And this is where it's almost like, I guess it kind of resembles a love letter. Everybody's saying, don't do love letters. I totally disagree with that. <laughs> um, just don't do stupid things in love letters. But anyway, this is not a love letter because you're just saying, hey, I've got a buyer, I need a listing. So you're using it to procure a listing, not to get an offer accepted. Yeah. Um, so there's no way that they can discriminate against you um, in this case. But basically I'm saying, here's my buyers. They're, you know, they're, I got these buyers, they're great people. I need to find them a home. Look how hard I work to find a listing for my buyers. Yeah. And again, they'll believe, this is the traditional you know, prospecting one, right? So it's again, saying the same thing. I need a listing. we got too many buyers. So we can mix it up. Same thing, diversify it. Use different channels of communication to get this across. And you say a little bit about them too, if that makes sense. Um, so I'll throw that one in there as well too for you. Um, those are great ways right now where we're looking for that inventory. Another one that I, I really want to talk about too in low inventory markets, this one is probably the most powerful right now, I think, for farming is, um, and you guys have this data too, conveniently, it's, uh, it's calling old expireds right now. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, an expired listing from 2019 or 2020 has gone up in value 30 to 40%. So calling those people, and you'd be shocked how many there were. Um, that's the thing. But going back and calling old, I mean, even from last year, there's people that expired. You know, I mean, I mean even, if a, even if a property expired in August and we're six months well, later, that price has right? gone up about 8%. We, we, have, we have a lot of agents who are going back 10 years all the way back to like 2010 sure. when prices were at before the climb and, and <laughs> saying, Hey, you tried to sell your home then now you've been there for 10 more years. Did you know, you know, it's yeah. double you want to get on price in 10 years. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, we're, ha we're having a lot of success with that as well. I mean, really sure. old expires. So you'd be shocked um, how people just try and give up and get in a rut. I mean, you think logically they would have known they could have sold it before now. Well, right. logically, you, you know, tell yourself you want to get in shape and go to the gym, but you don't do that either. I mean, logically, we would do a lot of things differently, but well, everybody's doing that this month. 
Yeah, you're right. It is, <laughs> it is January. Yeah, that's a good point. January. That's good Everybody's point. going yeah. to the gym right now. Yeah. Check back with me. Yeah, that's the. Uh, that's uh, but that's the idea. Is you'd be surprised how they often sit for a very very long time, just yeah. because it's uncomfortable. Like I don't want to put my house up for sale now. I know I gotta you know I gotta fix that you know deck in the back and a bunch of people coming through my house. It's kind of like I gotta wake up early and go to the gym and it's cold out and all that kind of junk. People just don't want to do it. But you calling them, telling them that they've got three hundred thousand dollars of equity in their home. Well, that's a game. There's some motivation. Yeah. All of a sudden well, that's and and I think. You know, we've experienced, especially with the expires, a lot of people had, uh, they had a bad experience and, you, you know, we could, we could put out all the reasons why it didn't sell, but to the homeowner, it's the agent's fault. Right. And, yeah. and so a lot of times that they're not going to, they're not going to actively go out and find another agent, but if someone contacts them and they connect with them and they like the way their voice sounds, or they like something they said, it's pretty amazing how many times we can turn somebody's past bad experience into, into a good experience and help them oh, move yeah. on in their life. And, and um, I think that is the benefit of working expires. Yeah. That's why any so, of our farmers, we always have them go back because especially if you're trying to break into a farm, like I said, it's always easier to break into the listing. Well, let's go find an old expired and, and let's break in with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the easiest way to break in, in my opinion, is expires. Um, old expires. And then of course, we always want to set ourselves up on the new expires. If they come up at any of our farms, we got to be the first to jump on those as well. Too, right. Right. Well, uh, and that, that is, you know, for a shameless plug here, that is one of the benefits of, of having multiple lead types inside of Red X is because it, it will tell you, like if somebody lists their home for sale by owner and they're, they're part of your geo leads, it will show you that, that it's part of your geo leads and uh, same with the foreclosure and, okay. and any of the lead types. So that way you can get through there. Um, there, Go ahead. I also put a, a script for calling old expireds in that packet for everybody to download. Very cool. Um, so they can start reaching out and uh, especially, you know, target that farm area. You mentioned one other thing too, I was just going to sneak in there was FISBOs. Um, mm -hmm. Right now is a really good FISBO market, mainly because everybody tries to, you know, they hear about how prices are off the chain and there's no inventory. So they think they can sell it themselves, which means there's a lot of people trying to FISBO, which is what makes yeah. it a good FISBO market. So it's really important right now to keep an eye out. This is again, multiple, <laughs> multiple uh, platforms within Red yeah. X, um, but making sure that we, we track any new FISBO that comes up in any of our farms or any of the neighborhoods we want to start farming in. Uh, right. We start contacting and, and befriending that FISBO seller and we put them in a system where we stay in contact with them over the course of six to 10 weeks where we're staying in contact and trying to add value. Um, and at some point along the way, they get tired of trying it on their own and they end up trying it with you. Um, right. And so we're always trying to set the appointment, trying to move them forward. But FISBOs are a powerful way to break into a farm too if you don't have a way yeah. in. If you can flip a FISBO your way, uh, it goes a really, really long way. And I've got some, some great scripts. Um, my favorite script for flipping FISBOs in a low inventory market when it's the hardest to flip them. That's great. Easy to find, you hard to flip them. Yeah. Um, I, I have a question for you, Brian. I, I think in this market, so we've done a bunch of research. We're kind of data guys. That's, that's what we do. Um, and we've done a lot of research in the last 90 days to try to figure out what, what is different about how people are doing their business 
uh, versus pre-COVID? Has COVID really changed the way that we should do business? Um, and in most cases, the answer is no, but here's what we've, uh, kind of a, a common thing that keeps coming up as we interview and survey people is, well, I'm making more money now because of just appreciation. I mean, I'm making almost 30% more money doing the same amount of work and transactions as I did before. Right. Right. So you have these, a lot of average, you know, doing average amount of transactions, maybe somebody's doing 15 transactions a year and they're making a, you know, a, an okay living and, and they're going, well, I'm, I'm making 30% more. And then it's followed up almost always with this. I, I know I should be prospecting, but I'm not. And, and what they're doing is they're taking that extra money and they're putting into things like Facebook ads, or they're putting in things like, um, well, because of the higher transaction, I'll work with a reload company and I'm okay giving away 40% of the transaction for a referral fee. Or they're, they're trying to do things that are easier. Um, and, yeah. and, and I see that as a threat to a lot of their business in the long oh, run, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can it's stop human nature, going to- though. It really is human nature. <laughs> right. No, of course. I mean, I, I work hard- um, well, it, Curtis, it, we don't want to change that. That that's why I have an industry. I mean, that like if yeah. it wasn't for that defect, in the human brain, I might be digging a ditch or something. I don't. Know. Yeah, but but that's so I you know, and I don't know what the specific question is, but we're sitting here talking about just listed, just sold, and circle prospecting, and farming, and expireds, and fizzbos, and you know, picking up the phone and dialing and uploading to Facebook and doing all this stuff, and it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. And well, my question is, is how do we address all these people that are going, ah, there's probably an easier way right now because I got a bunch of extra money because I'm making more money. Well, I mean, I think, you know, everything we're talking about, number one, for the most part can be automated. Okay. I mean, in theory, you can do all of those layers I said and pull the phone calls out. You can, yep. and it will work. It really will. I mean, we can send out the mailers, we can send the auto emails, we can do listing e-alerts through your geo leads emails so that they're updated that way. Um, we, can, we, can do, we can use social media. Literally, it, you can automate almost everything and pull out the phone calls, which I know is the part that they're all freaked out about, right? Right. So you can do that, which is going to be better than 99.5% of all agents right there. Right. Okay? I, I will tell you that. Um, so that's number one. Number two, yeah, it is work until you get used to doing it. So, yeah. I mean, my big recommendation here is to get a coach because the top agents that are doing, that are taking advantage of this are all top agents and all top agents pretty much have a coach or they have had for a significant part of their career, at least, that helped them realize that, wait, once I do this intro work, life is sure a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? So yes, yeah. there's a barrier to entry. Like you got to get these things set up and then you got to establish a routine or a habit. But once you get in that habit, you start to feel real good about it. You don't feel like you did before you had the habit set. It's kind of like going to the gym, right? I'm going to keep going back to that. It's January talk. Uh, yeah. Before you go to the gym, it's like, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to wake up early. You're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. This is such a hassle. I have to get to bed early. Then I got to drag myself to the gym. Then you go to the gym for a month. And man, you have so much energy and you're like, wow, I feel wonderful. I don't ever want to stop doing this. I was crazy before. My life has changed. There's after gym and before gym, you know, all of this, you know, all of this changes and you feel differently about the gym. And the same yeah. thing is true with getting on offense 
and opening up your marketing department and growing your business. Once you start doing it, you will feel much better about it. So don't right. sit here right. and try to assess it yeah. before you're proficient at it. Right. You don't well, know what I, it I love that you just called it offense. Get on the offense because, you know, so, I mean, we, we, we have Facebook groups set up around the jokes in our industry about the feast or famine or, you know, yeah. It shows a poor person and then somebody shopping after a transaction. We make jokes about this inconsistency and in income. And, but, but if you just like, like you're saying, get on the offense and run some plays, you're, you're going to score consistently. You're, you're going to have sustainability in your business long-term, which, which creates a totally different lifestyle for people. If you have consistent business and consistent income, it means you're not an employee of your real estate business, but that you could take control of it. And, and that's what we love about the leads. And what we do for agents is we give them people they don't know, help them put it, you know, if, if they follow what you're saying, they'll put in systems to talk to people yeah. they don't know, to, to get to know them, and then develop relationships that turn into real estate transactions. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's, and it's one of the, I mean, it, we look for reasons to not have to do new things. That's what we do as humans, right? We look for an excuse. Oh, I can't go to the gym because the gyms are closed because of COVID. Or, well, I'll just wait. So that, that gives me time to wait until they open back up. You know what I mean? Right. Or I don't want to farm because I don't, you know, I don't want to call those people. I don't like it when people call me. So I don't want to call people. We look for reasons. I'm here to take those reasons away from you. Um, I mean, yeah. there's plenty of ways to increase your marketing and generate more business. And it's different for everybody. And that's why, I mean, I've, I think we kind of founded our coaching company on that. I mean, I have, I have, or we, I should say, have plenty of clients that do not make any phone calls. Yeah. It is humanly possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, so we can custom made a, some sort of lead generation program or marketing plan for you. Um, now, do they help? Yes. They're freaking awesome. They're one of the highest, you know, they don't cost you much. Right. Right. And, and they're very highly effective. But if you don't want yeah. to make them, there's other ways around the block. You know, it may not right. be as fast, but there's other ways around. Yeah. Um, so it's real, um, it's real important that you remove those obstacles and at least feel what it feels like to grow and succeed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and not say, I don't want to do it. Um, but you're right. If you're one of those people that just says, hey, I want to keep things the same, you know, this is, you know, the cork rises on the water. I mean, you know, it is, it, it, it's easy to do that right now because everybody's right. selling a little bit more real estate. There's more sales volume out there, but I'd also be afraid because what happens when the, when the water level drops? Because someday that's going to happen where our sales are going to go right. down. And right. when that happens and you don't know how to lead generate, you know, that's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's interesting what we don't apply regular traditional business practices to our business as real estate agents, which the first thing you would do is if you had, if you had inventory to sell, you would turn on some marketing, you know, or direct sales, like, you know, go knock on doors and right. sell brushes or, you know, but you would, you would do marketing. And in marketing, the first thing we do in marketing is, well, who are we selling to? You know, who is closest to a transaction, right. um, which, which is why, all of, all of, you know, the, the coaches out there are saying expired, dispose, call, you know, 
pre-foreclosures, calling around just listed and just sold, calling your sphere of influence. And, and these people that, that could be close to a transaction is, is, you know, an easy place to start for your marketing. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I like that. Um, and that, that to me, um, and you have endless stuff to talk about and it's all coming in the alignment of customer service. Yep. So that's what I like. I mean, a lot of us are resistant to lead generation because we don't want to be too salesman. Right. Um, we don't want to like say, Hey, use me, use me, use me. We don't want to pander. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to be out there making ourselves look desperate. We don't want to make the, you know what I mean? And which is, I get, I mean, we're humans, yeah. but if you can actually take the same goal, which is to generate new business and an alignment with content that's customer service related, you don't have those inhibitions. So if we're marketing, for example, to the neighbors for a neighbor's only open house, even though it's probably not going to be neighbors over, I doubt you're going to turn yeah. away the public, but we invite them all. We want the neighbors to come home because come by because we ultimately find the purchaser of our properties, a friend, family member, or acquaintance of somebody that already lives in the neighborhood, which is why right. we invite all of you guys to come attend our house. You know, if we're doing that, and we, and we have, and, and we just, and so we start showing people, wow. I mean, these guys, I mean, I've yeah. never had an open house where the agent personally called me to invite me as a neighbor to attend. Right. You know, and he's done that for three weekends in a row. Yeah. Didn't we get a flyer from him too? Babe, are you sure you want to list our house with your cousin? Didn't she just get her license? Like that's, that's kind of how this starts to go yeah. because yeah. you've aligned your customer service with your marketing because you're showing well, how you list and market a house. Well, and, and back to an earlier point you met, made about, about showing the public what you do. Uh, I, I know agents that, that will, that have added this, this kind of thing to their listing presentation, to their marketing plan to say, and by the way, I'm going to call 300 of your closest neighbors to make sure that they yeah. have all of the information on your home and do that. And, and, and I, I know agents who have those those types of activities have set them apart from any other agent oh, that's yeah. come in the door and they get the listing because of it. You know, the favorite one I do right now, same thing is we can, we can actually use this upfront in the listing to convert the listing appointment is open houses because open houses are another touch in there, right? Where if yeah. you can have some open houses, preferably at least two, those are two more reasons to, to layer the onion, right? We can email about them. We can shoot, you know, retarget Facebook ads about them. We can call and invite about them. But then I know what all of you are saying is, yeah, open houses. How do you do that when your house sells in 24 hours? You got to know how to do that because there is a way to do that and top agents know, right? Um, and we use that in the listing appointment. So imagine I'm in a listing appointment with a seller, just like you guys are saying, not only are going to call your top 300 people, we're also, and this is, the, you know, the, we're also going to make sure we have two open houses when we put your house up the very first two weekends. And here's why. So it's going to be uncomfortable for you. But my job is to get you the highest price for your home to net you the most highest sa uh, sales proceeds. So what will likely happen if we price this house correctly, we'll get multiple offers. And we usually only are, if we're going to get multiple offers that drive a price up above asking and above market, that means we got to get multiple offers in the first two weeks. So the best way we assure to do that is we have two open houses. Okay. And we have them the first two weekends. So what, so even if we get offers and start getting offers the first week, we're going to drag our feet on accepting as long as we can to have that first open house. Why? Because that keeps the screws 
to the buyers. Because what, what, if you're a buyer and you have an offer on a house, you, that means you love it and you want it. So what do you do that Saturday? You take your sister and your best friend and your parents yeah. and you drive them by your house only to see 20 people walking through it that also want to steal your house. Right. So does that make us go up and accept that counter offer from the seller or maybe even write a new offer that's higher? Right. And these are tricks we do to drive up your sales house price. So we don't just stop our customer service and marketing when we get offers. And we don't stop there because that's just the first open house, right? Let's assume that we get this under contract. Are we done negotiating? Heck no. They still have an inspection to do and they're going to ask us to fix a lot of things or give them money or the house may not appraise after the appraiser comes through because we got it sold at such a high price. They may want us to reduce the price because their lender needs it to be priced at a certain value for them to get their loan. Well, we're going to want them to come up. How do we do that? We show them that we're getting backup offers that if they give up this house, there's 20 others. So why a second open house? Same deal. This reminds them, man, why are you? So when we accept an offer from a buyer's agent, agents, make sure you tell the buyer's agents, hey, we're still going to have two open houses or one more open houses or how many you have to go? Because we want to have backup offers in place. So I hope this helps you with your client. If they start trying to ask for a lot of repairs or they want to renegotiate an appraisal or something that we've got people in line. Um, we've seen this in the market. And we're just doing our best to make sure our clients are secure because they're going to buy, they're going to, they're going to release deposits on the next house they're buying and they're going to get moving trucks and all that kind of stuff. And we really want a solid deal. So hopefully this helps you buyer's agent with your buyer to keep them in this thing, regardless of what happens. So I'm actually kind of prepping them because a lot of sure. buyer's agents don't know how to work together. They'll take that information and, and be like, well, not with me. I mean, not, they like to fight, you know, they, they think we're in a yeah. lawsuit with each other. This is actually working together. So this actually should make it stronger for a buyer's agent based on what I'm doing here. It'll make my yeah. buyers want it more. And I'm giving them all the scripts and dialogue subtly to give to their client. Yeah. But when is this conversation really happening? This is happening in my listing presentation. Right. I'm the way I'm blowing you away right now. I'm blowing the seller away. There's no way you're beating me in a listing presentation because that seller has never heard about this. That FISBO seller has never heard about this. They're like, right. wow, real estate agents really do have some strategy and some marketing and some technique. I had no idea. It's not just put it in MLS and put a sign in the yard and present me 10 offers. He's actually dragging those offers, trying to get more offers enhancing them so they don't renegotiate back later, getting backups. No way a FISBO's doing all this. Right. So you see what I'm saying? And, and so, yeah. so this is why I use this in a listing presentation. This is how I keep them out of FISBO. That's how I keep them with me and not picking another agent that's totally lazy that hasn't given them any strategy whatsoever. And it's what we do. And especially if someone's trying to go high price on you, that's way too high of a price. And no, 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 that's not the way you do it in this market. We drop it down, we price that market. And then we use my strategy to drive prices up. So they walk it up above market. That's a safer way to go. And we can get them to remove all these contingencies along the way. It sounds like, so we've always said, Brian, that we have a whole bunch of tools. Go find somebody that has a all the, the, all the training and, and together, you know, you can implement that in your business. So um, for, for people who, listening, because I, I know we're live on both your Facebook group and ours. So, so people interested in Red X, redx.com, 
um, mention Brian and, and you get setup fees waived and, and we'll help you out with what lead types you want to start with and get going on. And then of course, Brian has all of the training materials. Where, where, where can people who don't know, where do they go, Brian? Go to EisenhowerCoaching.com. Um, EisenhowerCoaching.com is a great place for that. Um, you can go to our website. I mean, you can actually take our training courses. You can do, uh, one of the things that's wonderful is, is, is right now we're doing, you can do a free uh, uh, coaching consultation with our coaches. So if you just mentioned uh, Red X webinar, um, you know, you're going to get to talk to uh, one of our head coaches uh, and they'll do a free coaching consult. So I wouldn't know why, why somebody wouldn't want to do that. If you got something from right. this, this is them. Right. And then you can kind of take a test spin and feel what a coaching yeah. consultation might actually feel like. Um, yeah. So go to EisenhowerCoaching.com. It's I-C-E-N-H-O-W-E-R. It's on the screen behind me. Uh, type that in uh, and, uh, and uh, check out. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully people got some value from that and, and uh, we appreciate the opportunity to chat about farming and prospecting and how to get listings in 2022. Likewise, Curtis. So, it's always good. Okay. Take care, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate yeah. you. Bye-bye. Likewise. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch my training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or join our Facebook called The Real Estate Agent Roundtable. Thanks again.